Hi, I'm Associate Pastor Ryan French, and we're so glad you're listening to the Apostolic Tabernacle Church podcast. We hope this teaching and preaching resource is a blessing. We'd love to pray for you. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, you can do so by visiting our website, www.aptabupc.com. Just click the prayer request tab in the menu. You can also support this ministry with an offering at the website as well, or by texting the word GIVE to 678-846-6522. Again, that's 678-846-6522. If you live in the Atlanta area, we'd be honored to see you in one of our services. We'll invite you right into our church family and make you feel right at home. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Now, we're very happy that you've joined us tonight. I don't remember us having very many services in between Christmas and New Year's. It's uh, one of those times when uh, lots is happening. But we decided this year, since it would be our very last service before the New Year, that we would have a service tonight. And I feel the Lord's presence. Could we just lift our hearts and let's ask God to anoint his word in our hearts right now. Come on, Father, we ask you tonight to bless the word of the Lord. And Lord, we are preparing for another year and we feel your touch and your glory. And we ask God that you will speak to our hearts and uh, let the word be real to us. And we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. We're living in a a time when you can't cough. You cannot cough. If you want to clear out an aisle at the store, you just, if you, like it's on sale, just start coughing. I'm just kidding. But you can't cough. All right. Now, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about preparing ourselves for the new year and getting our hearts in, in mind. We're going to, this is a Bible study. How many knows what Bible study is? That's where you take the Bible and you study it. Okay, it's not just a time for us to run around and jump up and down. I don't mind you doing that, but I didn't come here to just jump up and down. I came to talk about the word of the Lord. And I want and I want to talk to you about from the subject. God will everybody say God will God will perform it. Now, and we're looking at Philippians chapter one. So grab your Bible. Now, you know that Philippians was written to a church, fairly new church. And uh, it's very, I love Philippians. It may be one of the greatest books in the whole, in the whole New Testament. Certainly one of the great, and it's got a lot of Godhead material. It's just amazing. Very similar to Colossians. But I want to read Philippians 1, 6. Now, if you have your Bibles, you can uh, read along or you could read it here. I have the whole verse here. Being confident of this very thing. He's about to say that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So what I want to look at is what does the Bible mean when it says God will perform it? until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's praise him one more time. Father, thank you for your word. Pray that you'll anoint it to our hearts and let it, Lord, be a time for us to consider what we are dedicating ourselves to greater revival and commitment to you, Lord, than we've ever seen. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you as you're seated. You may be seated. Now, 
This interesting translation, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. Everybody say, will perform it. God will perform it. Now, the word epiteleo is used 11 times in the New Testament. In other words, the Greek word epiteleo is used 11 times. It's translated about six or eight different ways. You see what I'm saying? In other words, epiteleo is a word that has an interesting, uh, it has an interesting meaning. And I'm going to, I'm going to boil it down. And then we're going to look at a couple scriptures uh, and the way the King James translates it. I could have said, well, how did other translations do it? I could have done that and we could have said, well, so-and-so translation, but I'm not doing that tonight. I want to approach it from the standpoint of the way in which the word uh, epiteleo is translated in the King James Bible, all right? And we can see here that in Philippians 1, it's translated, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. Everybody say, praise the Lord. So what does it mean that he will perform what? What's he going to perform? He's going to perform the good works. He's going to continue to do, or you could say the good things. Has, has God been good to anybody here tonight? God is good to us. Let's praise him one more time. God is good. Hallelujah. We need to praise him. He will continue to do it. All right. Now, let's look at the word uh, epiteleo, and uh, you can see that I've given you sort of a breakdown. Now, this is not a breakdown. Is everybody okay? Does anybody want to study the word of God? Or you just want to, you know, uh, we have to be careful because some people can't stand to take more than three minutes to look at the Bible. Then they, they, they're too, too, too antsy. They can't sl slow down long enough to consider what the Bible is actually saying. Now, <clears throat> this word has a long uh, list of possible meanings in the Greek lexicon. I teach Greek, so I, I know a little bit about how it works. What I've done here is I've not given you the lexicon meaning. I've broken down and told you what the word, the core meaning of the word, epiteleo is to complete it or to perform its completion. That, that explains why the King James uses the word perform it. He, he will perform. In other words, you've been living for God all this time, all year long, all the things you've been through. Hey, folks, let me tell you, why, why would anybody serve God all their life? And then just before the coming of the Lord, they backslide, start living like a devil. Well, I'll tell you why. Because there are the devil is trying his best to get people to give up and to walk away from God. He's been doing it from the very dawn of creation. He, the snake crawled up the tree and told Eve, you know what? Why would you want to listen to the Lord when you could be like him anyway? Ever since the day he snuck into the garden or got into the garden and deceived Adam and Eve, he's been deceiving folks ever since. Folks, I want to tell you, the Lord that began a good work in you and the gospel began to work in you, someone said, well, so-and-so's going to a so-and-so church and they don't even believe in the Holy Ghost. Well, folks, it, wouldn't you think it'd be better for them to begin to turn to the Lord and then begin to let the Holy Ghost begin to work on them? Someone said, well, it'd be better to not go to any church whatsoever. No, no, my friend. Friend, it would be better for someone to start. They may the only way they would ever find their way to a Pentecostal church is that they begin to look around. 
You, did you know there are people who never heard of a Pentecostal church? No, there's folks who never heard of a Pentecostal church. And if they did, they only heard that there are a bunch of wackos that speak in other tongues. How could anybody, how could anybody speak in other tongues? That's, that's the basic uh, way that people look at Pentecostalism. Now, Pentecostalism has become very, very popular. I'm not suggesting it hasn't. What I'm trying to tell you is the devil tries everything he can to, to keep someone from uh, allowing the work of the Spirit in their life. But God can complete the work in us. Praise God. Folks, listen, I've lived, I'm, I, I've lived my life, and I want to tell you, I, I thank God for every minute that I have served the Lord, that I have walked with God. Anybody thankful for what God has done in your life? He is, he will, God will perform it. He will complete the work that he began in your life. So don't let the devil steal it. Don't let, uh, don't let anything steal from you. Don't let anything cause you to become discouraged or uh, incapable of allowing the Holy Ghost to complete the work that it has started in your life. God will perform it. So there are here, basically then, that's what it means. I'm going to say, if I, if I were just going to narrow, I'm not suggesting you can narrow a word down to one word. I don't mean that Greek words can be narrowed down to a single meaning, but they can be narrowed down to a basic understanding of what that word is really trying to say. When you say epiteleo, you are basically saying a completed product. God wants to bring a completed... Now, here's what the devil does. And I've said it so many times. Listen to me. The devil, this is how he operates. Like like a, 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 a... a pickpocket. How many ever heard of a pickpocket? And I've never, uh, now when I pastored in Chicago, you had to be careful. You go downtown, you kind of walk like this. See, because pickpockets could get into your pockets and you not even realize they've gotten into your pockets. Or you learned how to carry your wallet and so on in a way that nobody could get to it. And, uh, but, you know, these days, pickpockets are kind of an old-fashioned way to, to rob someone. But if you knew that the methodology of a pickpocket was to, to learn, you know, they actually train those guys. They actually train how to get into someone. They bump into you and disorient you. And I, I mean, not that I know all about it. I don't know all that much about it. I don't, want, don't look at me like I know too much about this. I'm just saying, this is what they tell me. So they, they bump into you, they, they, get their, they slip their hand in. They're so quick and they're so clever. Well, if you know that, wouldn't you be a fool to, to not try to keep someone from, from robbing you? Of course you would be a fool to do it. And, and so it is. And so the devil, he wants what he does. This is how he operates. He's not a pickpocket. What he does is he tries to tell you, if you're not perfect... You might as well give up. You're not holy enough, so why even try to live holy? The church teaches holiness, and and they think you shouldn't do this and shouldn't. And I'm still doing all that. So why should I even try? Because the church is preaching such a strictness and then i walk in and and i've been doing all the one guy told me pastor i'm doing everything you preach against so what's the point he was what he was really i said here's the point you need to go to heaven 
And your carnal nature may be causing you to do all kinds of sinful things. That's no reason to just wallow in it. You need to keep coming, keep praying, keep seeking God. And, the, and little by little, you're going to overcome things that you never thought was possible. Hallelujah. God is going to give them outpouring that's going to change people from the inside out. <clears throat> but the devil, what he does is he says, well, you're not. You, know, you had fight with your wife tonight. Some people think if they have a, a, a little trouble in relationships, that's it. God's forsaken me. It's all over. I don't, why should I even try? That's the way he operates. What you need to do is you need to say, Lord, I want you to, I want you to perform. Lord, I want you to, to perform it in me right now. I want you to complete in me the process. No matter whatever, whatever else is happening in my life, I want you to complete the process. Now, not this very second, because listen, the whole point of this lesson is that it's, it's never complete. He works on us every day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every day. I mean, I mean I've lived for God for, I got the Holy Ghost when I was 11, and you know I'm old, older than that now. 11 years old. That was the first day I walked in and I saw the people running and jumping and I said, they're crazy. They're wacko. Who are these nuts? That was my first, uh, my first impression. But before I could get out of that service, the Lord had worked on me and had begun a process. And that process has been going on. You know what we call that? Pro- you know what the Bible calls that process, actually? There's more than one, but I'm, this is the one I'm thinking of. He calls it sanctification. It is the process of holiness taking place in, in my life over and over. So that someone said, well, you know, Brother French, I tried it. And, and uh, some people, like my, my, in my family, it was booze and cigarettes. Okay, not me. I, I never drank. I never smoked. But, but in my family, it was uh, booze and cigarettes. And I mean, cigarettes, listen, folks, they could have run the entire cigarette world off of just my family. That's all they needed was the revenue from us. Because I mean to tell you, between the bunch of us, we were smoking a whole, a whole Virginia field of tobacco. That's just the way it was. You couldn't even, you had to wear ben, uh, 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 goggles to, to get into the house to see people. Because there was so much smoke. And, and I, I remember uh, as a kid, they were talking to each other, how you doing? And they were blowing smoke in each other's face. And then they take this. So what's the point? The point is that that was a great obstacle for many of my family members. I remember, and I've got to be careful because I'm, I'm, I, what I'm trying to say is that I know people very close to me that were bound by nicotine. But I want to tell you, God delivered them. God gave them a deliverance from that. So whatever it is, God is a deliverer. I talk to people every day that's on drugs. It's rotting their teeth out. And I say to them, why don't you give it? I can't give that up. I can't change. And, and that the devil's like, get, get him out of here. Get that preacher. <laughs> you know, that's what the devil's doing. He, you're there visiting. Hello, how are you doing? I'm the pastor. Just wanted to invite you to church. And the devil's whispering to him, get him out of here. Quick, get him out quick. But God is in the business of completing 
the work that he began. Praise God. So I don't know what 2020 was or wasn't. It was, uh, some people said, I saw a little thing today that said, uh, erase 2020 as though it never happened. It's kind of a joke of a thing because it was so difficult. Just we'll never, but guess what? Guess what year you will always remember? You see, I'm like, hey, why talk like that? You're going to remember 2020 like no other year. People are going to say, 2019? You mean there was a 2019? <laughs> what happened in 2019? I don't know, but I know what happened in 2020. There are going to be people that can remember every month of 2020 because it was a very difficult year. And I'm hearing negative, negative. And, 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 and I don't mean that you only can hear positive. I don't, life isn't all positive, of course. But there's a lot of negative out there that's just an attempt to cause people to feel bad. That's the whole point of negative. And so sometimes you just have to say, all right, it may be bad, but my God is good. I'm trusting God. Anybody trusting God here tonight? I know the world's in trouble, and I know there's lots of uh, concerns. And some people, uh, you know, they're living in la-la land. I'm not suggesting you should move to la-la land. You should live in the real world. But even in a dark world, God can do what he said he would do. Can you say praise the Lord? All right. So other ways that the Bible, uh, King James translate this is uh, he will do it. He will make it. He will accomplish it. He will perfect it or he will finish it. You see, there are many other ways to translate this word, but we're looking at the, the way the King James translates and it's only used 11 times. Just think of how many different ways they've translated this word. But ultimately, when you say, uh, l- let's look at a couple of them. Let's go to the next one. So, um, So uh, God has begun a wondrous work in us. Can you say praise the Lord? And we must allow him to continue that work in us. Now let's go to, uh, and and this, I want to approach the coming year in this way. So let's go to the next slide. Thank you. you. Determine to let God finish his work in your life. Right up to the very last day. You know, Paul said, I have, I've finished my course see i've been walking with god now i've finished my course he meant i've I've come to the end of of what god has called me to do praise god i've completed it now now let's look at two examples um now before we finish the lesson in just a few minutes i'm not going to be i mean i'm 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 enjoying it i guess i need to get going here but um i'm going to look at 10 resolutions i'm going to end with 10 resolutions that that I think a child of God should consider for the coming year. And, and you can say, well, that's interesting. I'm not saying if you don't do them that there's something wrong with you. I'm just saying I think these are worthy resolutions uh, and, and so on. <clears throat> but here's, here's another one that's not in the tent. Resolve to allow in your heart, determine in your heart to allow the spirit to work on you. You see? To allow the Spirit to work on you and finish what he wants to make of your life. Praise God. Like I, I look at my life and I look back now that, you know, that I'm gray-headed. And I think about all the things that I long to do as a child of God. That God gave me, I've preached the gospel. I've, uh, we were adding up all the countries. I don't want to get too, uh, I don't want to get all sobby here. But I was thinking of all the things that... 
Like when I was a first, Lord, I don't want to use myself, uh, first thinking I might uh, get a degree in Greek. I remember that. I remember that, hon? And I told Sister Finch, listen, I'm going to get a degree in Greek. And then that's it. I'm never going back to school. I lied. <laughs> And then I said, well, I want to get my master's degree. If I could get my master's degree, then, then uh, I, I got a degree in Greek. But then I said, but, oh, man, I'm, I, I, I can still preach. I never quit preaching. Sister French, did I ever quit preaching? Did I ever resign the church? Did I ever quit going and doing? No, no, no. I, kept, I built a church from zero to dozens and dozens of people filled with the Holy Ghost and I was going to college full time and I never stopped I kept working but in my heart I longed for it was like a dream and one day I told my wife God spoke to me last night he told me what to do and I said Lord I got I, honey I've got to do it the Lord has called me to do this and I don't know why but I've got to do it one day they called me they said we want you to teach so and so place and 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 we'll fly you back and forth or what it was a long story but and I said no no I can't do that I'm pastoring a church they said no 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 we don't mean that but we'll just fly you like one day we'll fly you every time and, and they I said okay I, I begin to pray and the Lord begin to open and and these the Lord begin to show me a vision of what he wanted me to do one day a fellow from the University of Birmingham in England came up to me and he said Talmadge I read your book he's a Trinitarian I read your book, and I want to tell you, you the, the scholarship, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he said, we want you in England. We want you to come. And I said to my wife, I'll never, did I ever say that, hon? I'll never get a PhD. Did, yeah, I did say that. So I want to apologize right now. Um, <clears throat> I, I said, you know, hon, listen, when I get my master's, that's it. I don't need more, I don't need more education, I don't need a PhD. But when, when that professor walked out of that meeting and he spoke to me, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the Holy Ghost began to work on me like, oh my goodness, he began to work on me. And I told the Lord, I said, I cannot go to England, Lord, don't, please, don't, I can't go to England. And the Lord said, well, you, you certainly can. You can do whatever I tell you to do. But I can't. I, I, I don't need to. I'm pastoring. I'm doing this. I'm teaching at a university. I'm, I'm doing this. and I'm doing. But the Lord began to show me uh, 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 to work inside and begin to churn things up inside of me. I want to tell you, my friend, when God gets done with you, you're going to be a different person than you were when you started out because God knows what he's doing. Come on. Let's give him a little bit of praise here. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what I feel right now? I feel God wanting to break the chains on someone's soul and say, let loose of them. Praise God. I'm feeling it. I mean, I wasn't expecting to feel that tonight. Okay, so let's look at, at, at uh, um, two scriptures that have uh, epiteleo, all right, and how it's translated. Now, let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 7. Do you see that? That's the first scripture, all right? Let's read it together. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all 
filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's epitaleo. That said he will perform it. That's how it's translated four or five times even in the King James. But here it's translated perfecting. Because to complete something is to perfect it. To bring it where it ought to be. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Does anybody want to be what God wants you to be here tonight? You say, what am I going to do in the new year? I'm going to be what God wants me to be. I'm going to trust God. Oh, 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 Lord, I'm trying to hold back. I'm trying to hold back. Okay. All right. If you are longing for the world, you will never accomplish spiritual perfection. If you're longing for the world, you're wanting to be like some ungodly singer, movie star, sports star, somebody in this world, you will never find spiritual perfection. You need to get your eyes on Jesus. You need to get your eyes on the Lord. And of course, that's not always uh, a simple thing. All right, so perfecting holiness in the fear of God. All right, look, look at Galatians chapter 3. That's the second. Go to the next scripture. So it says, are you so foolish? Of course, you, we're jumping into the middle of a discussion here. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit. Everyone say begun in the spirit. I can't tell you the people, I can't tell you the people that, let me tell you what's happening in the midst of COVID. All right. I know there's not a huge crowd here, but there's people listening to me. There are people getting discouraged in this year because of, I mean, natural discouragement, but it's hurting them spiritually. And they, uh, some people cannot be in service. Now, listen to me. I don't want you to misunderstand me, but I'm going to say it. Even though you have to miss service does not mean you have to miss prayer. I mean, who, who said you could only pray at church? If the only place you're praying is church, then you are not perfecting yourself in the spirit. I can tell you right now. And I, and I happen to know, I, I don't know it because I don't live with you. And I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm just talking in the Holy Ghost here. There are people that the only time they're praying is when they walk into this church. That's when they're praying. And if your television is your life, if television is your you can do whatever you want, say what you want, hold an election. I don't care. If television is your life, and that is, oh, 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 that's what, you, everything is television for you. You cannot be spiritual. You, I, you just can't be spiritual. I want to tell you some of the most carnal people I know, they are so engulfed in television, but they still dance around. They're like little rabbits in church. Woo! And you say, what is wrong? They, they beat their wife, they act like a devil, and they're dancing around in church. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Their Holy Ghost is really a TV life. They're really not getting anywhere with God. Now, you need to determine that you're going to let the Spirit continue to work in you. 
I, I feel I feel a little bit of uh, I feel this urge of the Holy Ghost just just keep Sister French pray for me. Why can people spend what is it to now? 10, 12 hours a day, they're watching movies or television or whatever they're watching. Which is just all they do is they watch, 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 watch. But they cannot even crack their Bibles open. There's a reason for that. Now, folks, if you're actually claiming to have a spiritual life, because at one, one day you spoke in tongues, and, and your life is consumed with everything except the Spirit of God, then... You've been deceived because the Holy Ghost, the whole, you know what? If you love someone, think of someone you truly love and how you treat the person that you truly love. Think of it. Now, if you treat them terrible, don't think of that. But I'm talking about someone you really love and the way you treat, the way you treat someone that you really care about. Praise God. So that's the way you would handle the things of God. Lord, I love you and I want to be near. Anybody want to be in the presence of God? Let's just love him one more time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off of that. Father, right now, I thank you because you have given us strength and grace and we give you praise for it. So having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect? Epiteleo. Have you been made perfect by the flesh? And what's the answer? No, you can't be made perfect through the flesh. You have to be made perfect through the Spirit. And, and uh, we are living in a nation. Let's bow our heads together right now. Father, we need to hear this, and so help me to speak the truth in Jesus' name. And we praise you, Lord. America has squandered. And lost her holiness. In fact, America may be, Lord, I, I hope it isn't, but it may be. You say, well, what about Egypt years ago? What about Pharaoh? What about uh, other, other nations? I, I, I know, I know. But America may be the most ungodly culture in the history of the world. It may be that we have become the most ungodly culture. It's possible. I don't, I don't know for sure. But I know that we need to pray for America. Will anybody help me pray for America in the days ahead? Now, let's go to the next slide. And let's look at three things that it, God will complete his work in us if we do these three things. Number one, let's see if it's there. Okay. If you stay close to God. Everyone say, stay close to God. You need to stay close to God. Number two, if you yield your life to him, he will complete his work in you only if you yield your life to him. If you resist him, then he will not complete his work in you. Number three, if you have faith, no matter what comes in your life. Everybody say praise the Lord. Now, looking down at the bottom, I don't know if you can, I put it in the beginning of the stairwell here, stairway to heaven. Romans 6 and 13. Yield yourselves unto God. How? As those that are alive from the dead. So, 
someone said, well, I'm bored. Well, then you're, then you're not yielding yourself to the Lord as someone that is alive <laughs> unto God. You were, you were dead, but he gave you life. Anybody thankful for that here tonight? I know whole churches. I know whole churches. If you even got up and raised your hand, they would call 911 because they simply don't have any, even the slightest uh, move of the Holy Ghost in their midst. So submission to divine authority and yielding to God is the beginning of the completion of his work in your life. And that divine authority is undermined by self-will and the love of sin. When you love sinfulness or ungodliness, then it pulls you away from the things of God. But obedience to God is the opposite of what the culture and the voices of the world are screaming at us every single day. And it's time to turn off the voices of the world and, and less and less. Some, and there are things that seem okay. I hear, and I'm, I'm talking to you as a, as, a, as a preacher tonight. There are things that seem okay. Well, I don't see what would be wrong with that. Well, but look at what's happening to your life. You need to consider what's happening to your life. And you need to turn those things off. The voices of the world that are telling you. And sometimes uh, people that you care about, they may, uh, they may misunderstand. I don't mean cut your loved ones off. But you need to be very careful of how you let what they say penetrate your heart. When I first got into Pentecost, you know, uh, I had all kinds of, uh, I, I want to tell you, some of the worst treatment I ever got was when I got the Holy Ghost and when I wanted to get baptized in Jesus. Do you know how much opposition you can get when you just say, hey, I want to be baptized in Jesus name? You would have thought I was joining the Nazi party. I mean, I had family members. I had loved ones that had family members come and basically lock me in a room. You're too smart for this, Talmudju. What do you think you're doing? You, those oneness people, those holiness people, they're a bunch of wackos. But you have to listen to the voice of God and not the voice of men. You have to love, you got to love people in spite of the fact that they don't understand what you're doing. But you don't need to let their voice keep you from doing what is right. So fill your heart with righteousness and the word of God. Now let's go. We're going to, everybody say praise the Lord. All right. So number, let's look at another uh, scripture, Proverbs 19, 21. There are many devices in a man's heart. Everyone say amen. That, or plan, the word devices means things that you devise. Like I was saying a moment ago, I have a lot of things I wanted to do, but what I want to do has to be yielded to the counsel of God. So let's say I want to, I, like I never wanted to come to Georgia. When Brother Cole said to me, and I love Brother Cole. I mean, I, it, I can't, I, I'm having, uh, to say it in just a few seconds here. When Brother Cole walked up to me and said, Brother French, of course he didn't just walk up to me. He took me to dinner. I begin to think, okay, something's going on here. <laughs> I'd only preached for him a few times. I mean, I hadn't been preached for him that many times. And I begin to think, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then he had me preach like four or five, six times in a row, which I was thankful for since I was traveling and finishing up 
some studies at the university. So, and he, and, but when he stood in, in that, in his home, and tears running down his face, and he said to me, Brother French, God spoke to me. Oh, oh Lord, I, oh, no, 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 I didn't want to hear that. The Lord spoke to me. Now, I, a lot of people say that to me, and they mean the pizza spoke to them. Okay, I know, I, I know who they are. When Brother Pope, uh, when Brother Cole, <laughs> Brother Pope, when Brother, uh, who is he? No, Brother Cole, when Brother Cole said to me, the, the Lord, I believe that's how he said it, the Lord spoke to me. And told me in tears. I mean, you, you, you know, Brother Cole was a big man. I wasn't used to seeing tears dripping off his face. I mean, it really did something to me. I didn't really know him that well. I knew him and I knew he was a man of integrity. And I really loved him and he was dear to me. But I, I knew him in a way you would know someone from a distance and, and by reputation and, and the little bit of inner in, uh, uh, involvement. But when, when he said to me, the, the Lord spoke to me, Brother French, and told me that you are the man. Oh, I, Sister French should tell you, I was, oh, no, 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 Brother Cole, no, 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 please don't say that. Don't say that. Because if you say that, I've got to listen to it. Because that's not what I want. I have no intention of coming. And when we left, I'm saying things that maybe I shouldn't say on the, air, on, on the airways here. I, I left there and I said, no, hon, you know that we're not coming to Georgia. Right? Well, I wouldn't think so. Uh, we're just visiting here. Yes, but Brother Cole, you heard him. He said, the Lord told him. So, I mean, I, the tears come into my eyes, and I said, no, Bishop, let me tell you what I'll do. Let me tell you what I'll do. I want to promise you that I will, I will take two weeks isn't that what I said? Two weeks. And I will pray and fast every day of that two weeks. And if the Lord tells me, then I will come. I won't say no. But I, I said, but Bishop, please understand, I, I have no intention of coming to Georgia. None. I don't want you to think that I'm fooling you in some way. I have no intentions of coming to Georgia. I, I mean, I'm just visiting here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a stranger. I hardly even know where I'm at. I mean, I think I'm on the south side, but I really don't know where I'm at. And you know what he said to me? Oh, I have no problem with that. <laughs> That's what he said to me. I have no problem with that. He said, because the Lord already told me. So he's not going to tell you different. So good. You pray. All you pray, 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 pray. He said, the more you pray, the, the better it'll be. You know, and I'm like, okay. And I thought I could slip out of there. And I mean, I hadn't been one week in prayer. 
Sister Friend should tell you, I've got almost a book. I could publish what the Holy Ghost said to me in that first week. And the Lord, I mean, he just, how dare you think you can tell me what to do? That's all the Lord was doing. And every once in a while, I'd raise my hand and say, Lord, but I don't live in Georgia. How was I supposed to know? How dare you? Dare you? And I mean the Holy Ghost. I mean, I have got book loads of things. The Holy Ghost started. I mean, I would go sometimes into the wee hours of the morning and the Holy Ghost would say, here's what I'm going to do the second year. Here's what I'm going to do the third year. You just got to surrender to me. Hallelujah. Can you say praise God? God knows exactly what he's doing. Many are the devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand praise god oh hallelujah hallelujah okay let's go to the next one because i do want to finish i want to just give me a second here now let's look at a scripture that tells us how to resolve to let his work be completed in us brethren philippians 3 we're back in philippians i count not myself to have apprehended paul (laughs) paul the great apostle he had not apprehended but this one thing I do. This one thing I do. I forget those things which are behind. Everybody say praise the Lord. Lord, I thank you for everything happened this year. But I'm, I'm leaving that behind me. I'm not going to live back there. I'm pressing forward. And I reach forth unto those things which are before. And I press Toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Praise God. So the best place you could ever be is right in the middle of a Pentecostal altar. You say, well, but i got to be careful. I've got a distance. Listen. You can be careful. You can wear a mask. You can do, and and you can hope that this vaccine doesn't take 10 years. Someone said at the rate they're distributing it, it'll be 10 years. That's That's what one news reporter said today. I clicked him off, but that's what he said. 10 years. And I thought, well, Lord, my confidence is not in the vaccine. I thank you for it. But my confidence is in God. And I don't know, I have no promise of tomorrow. What I have is a promise of right now. God did something in me and I'm going to live for him till the day I die. Praise God. So the best place you could ever be is in an altar with the spirit of God working on your heart and on your mind. Listen to me out there. You need to get in the house of God. You need to get in the presence of God. It may not be in the physical building, but some, sometimes you know, you're clicking the service off when you ought to be listening to the Holy Spirit in your heart and your mind. We're in a world that's opened itself up to every evil thing. 
why not open your soul to the God of heaven and the creator of your very being and give yourself to his presence and his will. Put your hands together and say, thank you, Jesus. All right, now, now we need to trust God. Let's go to the next slide. I'm going to, I'm almost done. Trust God in weary times. And Galatians 6 says, we're back in Galatians now, and let us not be weary. It would say, not be weary. And let us not be weary. Let's praise him right now. Say, Father, don't want to be weary. I know these are weary times, but don't let me be weary. Lord, I know that, uh, I know that things can be difficult, but don't let me be weary, Lord. Let us not be weary, he said, in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Everyone say, praise the Lord. Now, there's a translation I use quite a bit because you know why. I've told you many times. I'm not going to repeat it here. Um, although I use the King James and, I, and I'm 100% behind it, sometimes the translation helps us a little and so on. And, of course, I could translate it myself. But I sometimes use the New Living because it tries to get away from the King James. And it's interesting to see how they flip-flop trying to get away from the King James. And it translates this. For in due season we shall reap if we don't give up. Okay? So I checked the NIV. I thought, well, if the, if the New Living is translating it, don't give up, there must be a reason. Because the Greek word is ekluo. All right? Now, folks, I can tell you right now, ekluo does not mean don't give up. If it meant don't give up, but maybe there's a way they're arriving at the notion of not giving up. All right, so ekluo has three basic meanings, all right? So, if, so we shall reap if we do not. Now, if you guess the first one, you get the prize. Okay, I'm almost done. Everybody say praise the Lord. You say, Brother Fitch, you're really worked up. We hope in 2021 you don't do this. Okay, here we go. What is the first of the three prevalent ways of understanding the word ekluo? And it is translated or means, if you don't, relax. I find that a little odd. But if the apostle meant for this meaning to be the primary thrust of the word because we also know that the word means not to faint or to uh, basically pass out. Um, A little more than just fainting like, okay, fall on the floor thing. Uh, But but that's the basic idea. Or relax. You see, do any of you see the relationship between relaxing and fainting? No? No? Okay. Sister French, do you see any relationship between relaxing and fainting? See, they're very similar. If you faint, I wouldn't say you're relaxing. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Uh, okay. So, but my point, though, is that the word means it has three ways you could emphasize it. Either to, either to relax. Now, there are a lot of people way too relaxed about their spiritual walk with God. They're, they're, they're living as though everything's important except the kingdom of God. I don't know who they are, but you know, when I say they, I mean whoever they are out there. All right, and number two, to relax. Or, and this is the third major meaning of a clue, to be exhausted by the strain of evil. 
to have bad. It's like you're out there. Who, 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 Someone help me here. I'm a, I'm a, I can't hold, I can't go much longer. Like Moses with his hands up. Oh, someone hold my hands up. You see, you become exhausted from the strain of working and doing the, the, what it says here, uh, well-doing. I'm doing the good things. I'm, I'm doing the right thing, but I'm becoming exhausted. And so, Lord, I need a little bit of rest here to be exhausted by the strain of evil. Not a, not a word about not giving up. But in that last one is where the translators get the idea of not giving up. So I, I, I'm about to give up. You see, I'm, I can't hold my hands up. I'm, I'm fighting and I need some. I need someone. Come on. Someone come and help me. You know how many times you could have helped your preacher if you'd have just said an amen or you'd have just said, yes, brother. I want to tell you, I got the most loving church in the world. But I'm talking to a generation that's out there doing all kinds of things. And the church is getting exhausted from what it's doing. But the Bible says in the midst of it, just Come in there and say, okay, brother, let me hold your hands up because we're not giving up. We're going to hold your hands up. We're trusting God in the midst of it all. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's stand. Let's stand. Go to the last one. Okay, let's stand. We're going we're gonna to go. This is our, uh, these are our 10 resolutions. Empower your life with prayer. Everybody say prayer. Be enthusiastic about worship. Learn from mistakes. Number four, strive for joy. Everybody say joy. Number five, strive to conquer life frustrations. Don't let frustrations conquer you, but you conquer the frustrations. Don't let anyone steal your peace. Could you just lift your hands and say, yes, Lord. Don't let anybody steal your peace. <laughs> number, uh, number seven, trust God's love and care for you. Really believe that he cares for you. Someone said, well, why, what are you doing in the hospital if God cares for you? Because God cares for me when I'm in the hospital. He cares for me when I'm sick. He cares for me when I'm down. He cares for me when I'm poor. He cares for me every day. He's God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number eight, rely upon God. Number nine, prioritize in the fear of God the perfecting of holiness. Someone said, well, I don't understand why I shouldn't be doing so-and-so. Well, why don't you start thinking about it? Just because you think about it, someone, oh, you're just trying to get me to do what you want me to do. Well, yes, what do you think I am, a kook? Sure, I'm going to try to get you to understand and see things from the Bible standpoint. But, but if you don't, you walk in your own way. That's between you and God. But hey, why not prioritize in the fear of God, holiness, and then consider it. Consider things of holiness in your life. Number 10, read and study the Bible Every single day. Can we just clap our hands together and thank God for his word? Praise God.
Praise God. All right, let's bow our heads. Father, tonight I thank you for each and every one. Thank you for this final service of the year. Pray that you'll bless through the uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Keep us safe and, Lord, travel. There's so much going on in our world. And I pray, Lord, for our nation. I pray for the world. I pray for the church in these last days. And I ask, God, that you will go with us and help us to draw closer to you, Lord, because you will perform it in our lives if you give you praise. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. Turn to someone.